Alright, welcome to the Stop Money Anxiety Now Live podcast, episode number 20. The owning your business will make you broke story. Stay tuned for that. Welcome to back to another live broadcast, and as such, you may notice that it is now twelve nineteen. <laughs> so we are live, uh, by the way, of uh, the Stop Money Anxiety Now podcast. I'm your host Wei Hong from the Six Figure Academy, and this is the podcast where we give you real world tips in real time, <laughs> strategies, and interviews with some amazing entrepreneurs on how to eliminate the destructive money habits and anxiety so that you can create a prosperous and an abundant lifestyle in business free of financial stress and worry. Now, if you're just joining us live today, and if you stuck around for the first twenty minutes in silence make sure you get on spreaker.com or download the speaker app search for the stop money anxiety now show so that you can join us in the chat room live to ask questions of our guests and me as well and interact with us and uh, while you're there subscribe so that you don't miss an episode and can catch us every single week for all other ways to find us for the show go to the sixfigureacademy.com forward slash radio for all the details yeah so uh, just a quick little update um, was running through some massive technical difficulties why because typically I don't shut down my system I don't shut down my computer so that on the fly things can start right away well being that for some of you may be following me being that I just came back from Japan prior to leaving I decided it would be a great idea to save energy to shut down everything in the office which meant that when I was starting things up I didn't realize that my um my Mac mini system which is on and I'm so spoiled with a solid state drive on my on on the rest of my uh my laptop and my iPad and everything like that that this Mac mini actually has a normal hard drive which means that my uh my timing in terms of planning on things starting up it took excruciating long and not only that after it started up I got a chance to connect I finally got a chance to connect with our guest and then um the technology wasn't doing things right we actually ended up sounding like chipmunks the whole time and so so for those of you who have been waiting around and you actually happen to be here uh thank you for your patience i appreciate you being here and um yeah i'm just getting back from japan i literally got back yesterday so if i sound a little jet lagged i don't even know what that sounds like then i probably am but um but it's good to be back and i'm looking forward to all that is going to transpire like i said our show is going to be going through some really cool changes we're only on episode number 20 but in in light of all the messages and all the feedback that we're getting from we've been getting from our audience it's been um it's been forthcoming that we're going to evolve and change and 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 things are going going to shake things up a little bit but anyway um that being said Without further ado, I want to introduce our guest today because my uh, our guest today, um, Jennifer, has been uh, in my life for better part of several years. I don't even know what that is. Better part of several years. <laughs> What's the better part? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but uh, Jennifer has been my go-to uh, social media uh, resource uh, for um, a very long time. Uh, she's actually been around since my in my other company as well 
And she is the founder of eGen Solutions, which is an online social media marketing company specializing in social media strategies for both individuals and businesses. I'm not quite sure why individuals would um, engage with a social media marketer, but hey, you never know, personal branding or whatever the case may be. But then again, you're a business at that point. So anyway, um, but what she does, uh, she's an experienced professional in real estate, e-commerce, business development, having served for over a decade as a director for major brokers, uh, including... Um, some of what we've been able to do. She served as a director for us as well of social media. Now, what's cool about Jennifer is that when I first uh, got in contact with her, she, um, little did I know, she was one of the first social media marketers to sell real estate online successfully. And as such, she was then um, asked to speak around the nation about how she did it. And from there on, I mean, I'll let her tell this story a little bit more because there's so much to tell. But uh, welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. And I'm excited that we sound normal. I know. <laughs> it's, it was really kind of an interesting. It was a very annoying thing because I, I wasn't sure if it was a mixer. I'm not sure it was, a, it was the studio app. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, a quick little restart okay. kind of fixed everything. And, um, and we got ourselves back on track. Ah, we're so, here now. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like like with every guest that comes on, let's start off with right. Let's go right to the money. Right to show me the money. But let's talk about your money story. Right. It's an interesting yeah. one, and it's one that you actually helped me kind of figure out because mm-hmm. I know that you talk a lot about not always knowing mm-hmm. what your story is, and mm-hmm. I thought I knew what it was, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. What did you think it was before? Before we go into what it actually is. Um, you know what? I just thought, well, you know, I don't know business. I'm just stressed. You know, I just, it, it's just, you know, all those little things, all those little, little things that kind of come at you. I wasn't really fully into my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really realize that there was a, a story that was continuously playing that I wasn't aware mm. of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that's a common theme um, with a lot of entrepreneurs because, you know, like I always say, I mean, mo- most of us here, at least in the United States, aren't raised and taught to be. Um, is that your side or my side? I don't know. Are they coming to get me or get you? No, it's kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, most of the um, um, entrepreneurs, we're not taught to be entrepreneurs. So when we're when we're um, growing up, we're so uh, vulnerable to what we grew up thinking what running a business is all about, you know, and depending on whether or not our parents see like I, for example, didn't I wasn't raised in a household of entrepreneurs. I mean, I was raised in a, in a corporate type of household where, you know, one gets a job and climbs up the corporate ladder type of thing. So mm-hmm. everything else was 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 taboo, <laughs> basically. Right. Well, in my situation, um, my father had a business and that's Mm -hmm. kind of where my money story started. And exactly what you say, um, there could be things that are so impressionable to you as a child. And uh, do you want me to get into it? Yeah. Let's talk about (laughs) what your your money story actually is. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, uh, my father owned a business. It was a, a tree, tree service business. And this has to be uh, tree service, yeah, service tree tr- servicing service. trees. I mean, right? how do you have that conversation well, keep with it. them? It's like, hello, hi, what's a routine? I service your trees. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to them, and uh, yeah, which well, reminds me, I, you know that that movie, uh, The Happening, with uh, Mark Wahlberg. No, I haven't seen. For that. some inexplicable reason, I watched it again, but it had. Well, I, you know, are you going to watch it ever? 
No. <laughs> well, I don't know. Are you going to spoil it? I, okay, I, so we have I to say know. spoiler alert, and okay, now, now you can tell me. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. Okay, for those of you who haven't watched that older movie with Mark Wahlberg called The Happening, uh, it's basically you know um, the trees started to uh, retaliate against all that man has been doing on Earth, or the plants and anything. And so, um, so I guess they weren't being serviced properly. They needed your dad. <laughs> because they started getting a whole new money story i know they started killing people i was like going oh my gosh you know so talk to your trees service your trees but anyway that's that's the theme of that one but so going back so so basically we lived up in a we lived in a rural rural area and mm -hmm. so you know who do you get to go and clear out fields for farmers and things in agriculture okay so he would remove the trees or he would go in thin trees and he would do um or when someone would you know want to build a house whatever that was that was the business kind of like tree landscaping maybe (laughs) big trees but yeah 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 and then um so with that there was a lot of big equipment and a lot of overhead and uh, so my story happened to be and i didn't even realize this um we again living up in wisconsin we had a storm that actually happened and for whatever reason my dad was out with these this huge equipment and you remember back in the day we didn't have cell phones we didn't have (laughs) the nice conveniences that we have now and my mother um was just freaking out and just freaking out because she couldn't find my dad he wasn't home it was night there's you know tornado warnings and all this stuff going on and in her you know in her panic and in her anxiety she is just saying don't ever have a business this business will take your money and then you'll be broke and she was just going on wow <laughs> but as a kid that was very traumatic oh, that yeah, was yeah. like burned in my memory right don't ever have a business these horrible things are going to happen i mean there's lightning going on <laughs> so yeah. it's just a weird thing but that stuck wow. and um and then I began to listen to how they interacted about this business after that. So it was always money issues, you know, we just don't have enough, we're not getting clients, and right. So it just a, all snowballed. Yeah. So in that traumatic moment where your your senses and um, all the energy was heightened because of the circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was right. just something that you're on your way to school, something mundane, you probably would, would not. It probably would not have made that much of an impression. Nope. Probably in one year out the other. But because right. your senses were so heightened because of all the stuff that was going on, you know, um, everything, you know, fear and, 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 and just a lot and of my fear. dad right? gone. <laughs> and your dad not there, not knowing. And so, so all kinds of things were going on. And on top of that, you know, this is almost like a hypnotic state of suggestion. Your mom starts to put in all these, you know, these belief systems, right? And <laughs> and because your mom is also associated with someone that's supposed to be taking care of you, why would you doubt what she's saying in that very tense moment, right? Right. Hopefully, right. like you say, you you were probably thinking as a child, like if I listen to my mom right now, this is the unconscious talking, right? And I take in everything that she's saying, she will continue to keep me safe because for now, as long as she's here, I'm safe with whatever is going on out there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, makes sense. And then I, th- I think that I guess the reason why you continue to pay attention afterwards was because now that you have this budding belief system that has yet to be proven, you spent the rest of your life paying attention, looking for whatever, whatever evidence to prove it to be true. 
Right. And I was aware of the business. I mean, at that age, right. I would, I didn't, you know, I'm a kid. I don't really pay attention to what. You know, yeah, I know what's brings. going on. Right? <laughs> right. So, you know, and now I began to pay attention to this mm. business story, this money story and how it unfolded after that. So, um, that was to me an eye opener. And I hadn't even thought about that story until, you know, you and I started talking mm-hmm. and it was one of those aha moments and uh, everything just kind of fell into place after that. So, um, yeah, I mean, and reframing and everything, you know, that you kind of have to do to um, get your mindset back. And I think right. as an entrepreneur, that's huge. And I had not realized even when I started how much of a mindset game being an entrepreneur is. Oh, yeah. It's very it's, important. It's, it's everything. You know, I just came back from speaking to a room full of entrepreneurs in Japan and I don't think, um, from what I understand from the facilitator, very few um, uh, the, uh, the people in their culture have been spoken to specifically about the mindset around money and just money. And it was, it was very eye-opening for them. It was very um, emotional for some because they didn't realize how important that is. And then it's, it, it actually, you know, I went to Japan more of an exploratory thing, and I've, I realized that this whole money mindset thing in the world that we live in today is independent of culture or society. It doesn't matter what language you're in. It's still relevant, mm-hmm. you know, that because if you don't get your, your, your mindset around money, your, your, your um, belief systems are on money handled. It doesn't matter how good the strategies are. It doesn't matter how many gurus that you have in your team, you know, that's helping you and guiding you and telling you what to do. You will inevitably make a decision at a critical moment triggered by your money story a bad money story which will then um, either slow down your progress or completely sabotage it altogether right yeah which was it for you was it slowing you down was it sabotaging you every time you got to a certain point what what was sabotaging me every time i got to a certain point because once you start to succeed and you see see that success inevitably you think oh but that but that can't happen that's not that's not what happens (laughs) and so you self-sabotage to make that not happen right right because you yeah because you that's the truth in your life right right. you grew up with right Right. and so there would be little things that would happen and (laughs) then you kind of go in this circle of Mm -hmm. oh my god now i'm gonna start all over again what what is going on you know what's one instance of that What, what 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 would you what would you say was one instance of that that without trigger like you should never have your own business it will take all your money it will make you broke kind of what your mom was saying right yeah so when did that fire up you know when was what's one instance of that firing up in your in your in your journey so far wow thanks for making me go there (laughs) (laughs) no 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 i think it was (laughs) well i think whenever you're starting your business you Uh have the ups and downs right and so when you're up you're up and everything's good but sometimes even on an up uh, upswing you get scared uh-huh. and then you kind of retract back and maybe you hold on to your money and you sh- you don't invest in things that you should be investing in mm. or you don't hire people that you think that you should hire because you're afraid that it's not going to expand out does that make sense and yeah. then it just kind of implode you kind of step keep taking steps back from that point yeah and, and, it, and, and it's um, not immediate right it's like little by little it's like chipping away at it sometimes yeah and then all of a sudden you you look and you're like well <laughs> I, I just took like four steps back. Right. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, and, and then it's just kind of on some level that deep, deep learning that you that you believed in from your mom now is true again. Right. Becomes true. And you make why, it true. I know. 
I know. Why, but why would you true. make it true? Because your mom was protecting you from the tornado. Right. Your right. money story is related to a tornado. <laughs> the chaos of tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. The chaos of tornadoes. But it's it's but on some level that actually as funny as it is, it kind of is true though. You know, like tornado is pretty. I mean, who? I don't know anybody who would say, "Oh yeah, I want to, I want to be around." Oh, there is actually something going on outside. I just, I just turned and looked out the window at our office here, and there's like a bunch of uh, EMTs and stuff like that. Are you okay? I'm <laughs> Are you okay. Safe? I'm just, I'm just not sure whoever it's here for is okay or not. But you know, uh, but I think, but I think it's really interesting because um, <clears throat> you know, when we do this kind of work, we want to pay attention to every detail, including the tornado. Because mm-hmm. what is usually associated with a tornado? Someone says tornado. If you're like, if you're in an area where there's a tornado warning, is it something like, you're, oh yay, is this a happy moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, and especially when you're in an area that has, you know, frequent or can have tornadoes, you know, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. You are very aware, and you then go and you hide. Um, depending on the severity right. of the storm and things. So you you go and hide in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where the safety is. So yeah. um And where was the, the yeah. where was the figurative basement that you kept going into before you got this handled? No way. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell me way? <laughs> no. It's not my no, story. No. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can just keep withdrawing. You keep withdrawing back to that safety of not growing your business, right? right. Because you can't grow. You yeah. can't, because growth is scary. It's it's new, it, you know, it can't yeah. happen. And so once you get reached to that point, even just physically, your body is just like, <gasps> everything tightens up. Yeah, so, it's like um, fight or flight, right? Right, right, fight right. Or and then, but the, here's the thing: if you follow through that story of that 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 story back when your your dad did show up, oh yes, right, of course. and then everything was good, and the storm passed, mm-hmm. right. So on some level, it justified that entire like set of belief systems and and ranting and raving that your mom was doing. And on some level, you said, "Good, if I and look what happened. I believe what my mom said, and look, everything's okay." Yeah, everybody came home. Everybody came home. Everybody's safe. I'm happy again. Life can go on. (laughs) Right. And then you continually hear, you know, and again, there's nothing against my my mother or my father. It was just that. That's, you know, the situation is just what we learned. I know. I mean, um, I could say for, you know, a lot of parents out there, you know, on behalf of a lot of parents out there that, you know, when when push comes to shove, when it's a very tense situation, who knows what comes out of our mouths? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, we're never taught growing up that panicking is is never a good thing, so don't panic. Right? right. Because if you're telling your kids not to panic and you yourself are panicking, then you're creating this discord. It's like, wait, didn't you just tell me not to panic? Why are you panicking? Right. Right. You know, so when it's it's always fascinating when I'm, you know, when I'm around kids these days and something, you know, weird starts to happen or some circumstance happens and all the parents freak out. And then I'm just like, you know, why freak out? I mean, I, I learned this a lot from dealing. I and mean, you have a dog, too. So, you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. When you freak out, your dog freaks out. Right. And mine's deaf. So he's very, very sensitive, very in tune to right uh, to your energy, to your yep, vibration, definitely. To, to your physicality, mm-hmm. how tight you're holding the leash, how loose you're holding the leash. I mean, every little detail. I mean, we, we say, well, that's because dogs are really good. But, you know, kids are just are no different. 
when we're kids, well, our sense, yeah, our sensitivity is so heightened. We have yet to grow up and get dulled, get our senses dulled. Mm-hmm. You know, we say that, oh, <clears throat> we're older now and that's why I'm not as smart. As, no, we're just, we've got layers and layers of, of belief systems dulling our senses so that we don't see things for what they really are. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that even just simple statements um, that we've heard as a child too, like money doesn't grow in trees, oh, um, yeah. you know, those types of things, right, can be so yeah. effective if you're continually hearing it or money comes in and goes right out, you know, those types yeah, of Yeah, were you hearing those terms? Too. I think money grows on tree, doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably one I heard. I can't yeah. say who specifically, but I, I'm... I know it, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners out there probably have heard it too. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, one of the things my mom kept telling me growing up, money's hard to make, but easy to spend. Yeah. I was like, I haven't heard that, but yeah, I I can see that. Why why can't it be, why can't it be the flip way (laughs) or just be easy in easy? I mean, (laughs) right. Right. You know, but that's a lot of what we talk about here too. So it's like, yeah, I know. Grace and ease. Right. But wow, that's a that's a fascinating. So, so what did what happened then? Okay, so now, so so let's let's fast forward. So you became aware of your money story. That in itself is actually pretty critical because most people don't realize just being aware of your money story, which is primarily unconscious, usually is enough to start making you know creating change from mm-hmm. your money from your current money circumstance. So, so what happened when you, uh, um, you know. So then you learn what that feeling, or at least for me, because mine was very, um, it was very much a feeling that happened, you know, obviously yeah. with that situation with the storm and everything. So I can literally feel my body just tighten up. Yeah. And that's now when I know I need to move forward from this point. Mm. And so I push myself a little bit further. I make myself a little uncomfortable with some of the decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, it still comes up. Don't get me wrong. I mean, things still come up. And, right. But the difference is, is that now, now I, I know it and mm-hmm. I feel it. Mm-hmm. I understand it and I work around it. Right. So now has the intensity, has it, is it slowly waning or is it continuing? Is it just as intense? No. No, definitely. In fact, I probably can guarantee if you remember me telling you the story mm-hmm. initially, how much different my voice is and everything yeah. about the story <laughs> versus now, right? Yeah. Because you go through reframing it and you go through, that's not the story. You know, you, you kind of work yourself through that scenario. Right. And, and also uh, look at it different ways. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's exactly it right there. So that the perspective starts to shift in terms of, you know, going through that, that story again and seeing where your mom's coming from you know mm-hmm. and realizing a lot of people don't realize this is that um you know they 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 they, re- they find the story and they start to blame their parents which really isn't the best way to resolve it in fact it doesn't resolve it mm-hmm. <laughs> it just allows there's, you to blame push away the, the there's no accountability you have to be accountable yeah that you chose to believe something in that moment mm-hmm. now the understanding now is as you're an adult you say well my mom's intention wasn't to embed that comment. She was just freaking out. <laughs> yep, exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and that's what it was. It was yeah. just <laughs> for everything for her, poor, poor mom. Everything for her was like, oh my God, I have these babies here and I find my husband and it's huge equipment. I don't know where it is. Right. But and there's think, a tornado. <laughs> exactly. If you think of it logically, it says if my, yeah, if, so if he didn't have a job or he didn't have his own business, then the tornado wouldn't have happened. That's basically the, the, the logic stream that was going on through her. <laughs> this wouldn't was, be happening if you didn't right. have a business 
right? Everything would be wonderful. We'd right. be sitting at home. Everything yeah. perfect. Yeah, everybody <laughs> sitting at home doing what? Doing what? <laughs> I don't even know. We were out in the middle of the country. <laughs> right, exactly. The tornado would still be there. <laughs> You'd just yeah. be panicking about something else, right? It would be different, right? right? Yeah, and that's why I say money's an easy scapegoat. You know, it doesn't care that you're blaming it. You know, and um, and and so if your business is not doing well and you blame the money, then money goes okay, fine, I don't care. <laughs> you can blame me all mm-hmm. you want. The reality is, money is when when our relationship with money is better, then we start to see that it's like like you're saying, like it helps us grow or do what it is that we want to do. You know, right. get the right get the right people who uh, who can help you with your business. Um, have it so that you don't have to do everything yourself, <laughs> which is always a good thing. Let's That's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. I think there was a period of time where you you had trouble, you know, getting help because you just insisted on doing everything yourself. Mostly because I'm a control freak. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I don't know anybody. There's, I don't. I think you're the only one in the world that's a control freak when it comes to an entrepreneur. And and when did you realize that 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 you know it was associated with money anxiety and also associated with you in um keeping you from your growth (laughs) when did i realize that or when did i realize that well when you can't when you physically cannot put 25 hours into a day Mm, right (laughs) to do work right and that's when you kind of even that scenario becomes a self-sabotage self-sabotage can't even say it sabotage Succotash. I swear I didn't drink before this. I swear. <laughs> well, I didn't. you, I know you used to do Sabotage. a podcast about wine and. <laughs> <laughs> yes, carryover from the wine podcast. No, yeah. um, sabotaging your own movement of moving forward, right? Yeah. So uh, you have to. You just you get so frustrated because you keep taking a step forward, four steps back. You know what I mean? It just becomes. You you finally say it's enough. Yeah. And say, now what do I have to do? That's when you start getting your systems in place. That's when you start growing up um, in your business. Yep, growing up. And that's when. <laughs> Pull on the big girl when, pants now. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, you know, I would say that that was the, the big change for us or for me. I say us now because we have people, obviously, uh-huh. that, that fabulous people working with me. But, um, that was the big the growth change was um taking my entry level you do have stuff going yeah, on back I tell there you, and they're, they're just leaving i guess they picked up whoever needed to be picked up oh i hope all is okay yeah me too i'll find out this is a small community here someone will say something to me oh <laughs> but um now i lost my train of thought when i was saying growing up yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Growing up in business with the the people. Oh in the yeah, business. and just having the the, the procedures in place, and yeah. uh, and that actually kind of fed my control, <laughs> my control freak um, mm-hmm. status because I could put those procedures in place because I mm-hmm. knew they worked and mm-hmm. I knew it was efficient, and then right. you know it, it carries on. So it kind of helped both. Yeah, and, and this is one of the things that we, we, we strive to help people understand is that there's nothing wrong with being a control freak. That's just a different state of there's – a, there's a positive way of being a control freak and there's, and there's a not-so-positive way. Uh, and it, it, we call it empowered and a disempowered state of being. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there when you're talking about you know, how like, um, it, it feeds the – what do you call the um, – 
the controlness that you need the controlness is that a word the controlness we made it one now okay it is now a word controlness <laughs> is a word but <laughs> but the, you know the whole the whole piece about how then do you feed that aspect of your being because you know being a control freak is not necessarily a bad thing when it's utilized in the correct way right you know, that's your attention to detail your your desire for um you know not perfection but just like good quality work right Right. And and I think the key is yeah then you got procedures and systems down so that's really good you know that's 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 so so let's talk talk about as a result of all this you know what what has what has changed and shifted in your business money is always there mm-hmm. which is interesting money is always there mm-hmm. and um, I have a little bit more of a life work balance. Ooh. Some of my friends would disagree, but I do. I'm okay. not. <laughs> okay, so what was it? What was so it like me, before? I mean, no, no. Talk, let's talk about what it was like. What's it? What's it like now? What? Why would? What would you describe as the balance that that you um, are happy with now? Well, I'm happy. So um, a lot of things. First of all, um, I'm dating someone that has a very odd schedule. I oh. can arrange my schedule now that I can match his odd schedule. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, yeah. you kind of now I have the flexibility to uh, rearrange to have a personal my relationship, day, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, was it impacting personal- your personal relationships before? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it and even and still, I still fight with the scheduling a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I'm I'm just able to to schedule things so that I have more free time. If I want to go, I live in Orlando. So if I want to mm-hmm. go to the beach during the week, mm-hmm. I arrange my, my week and I'm at the beach. Um, if I want, you know, that to me is success, right? Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. because I enjoy that ability to be able to do that. And right. my clients are being taken care of well and things are getting done. And I'm always reachable even at the beach, but you know Yeah, but your I business mean? is business as usual and mm-hmm. you can still choose to do things on a personal level. Right, right. See, that's that's where you start shifting. That's where you start evolving from entrepreneurship to entrepreneurship. Is when you can start to have your business support the lifestyle that you want. When you start training your business to go in that direction. That's so cool. Yeah, and I love it. I love it. I love my location. I did make a move from Wisconsin right. and tornadoes uh, to Orlando, Florida and hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> But it's at least you have the beach, right? <laughs> you can deal beach. with hurricanes while sitting on the uh, beach. <laughs> yeah, there we go. No, actually, the hurricanes it hasn't been a huge problem. But yeah. um, you know, beautiful. I have the Gulf side and I have the Atlantic, so I get the best of both worlds. It's, it's been great. I like the waters yeah. over there. They're nice and warm. They are. Yeah, the waters here are not so warm. <laughs> really? Oh my god, they're cold. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Pacific Ocean. Come to Florida. <laughs> I know. I actually have family there, so I, 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 it's, it's been a while since I've been out there. So I should probably make it a point to visit. And, and you're a Disney fan, so there's Disney we have World. It, we have Disney World here and yes. Universal. I mean, we have everything. You guys basically. have Epcot Center and all that fun stuff, right? Ah, uh, Epcot Food and Wine is coming up. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> no, you, you'll be there, right? Because you're, <laughs> of course you're the I'm wine. there. Yeah. I'm a, a season pass. I'm a season pass holder. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. you are. You're a season pass yes. holder. Nice. Yes. Right. For Disney and everything? What? For Disney and Epcot Center and all that? All four of them. Oh, my God. I didn't know uh, that. Right? And I can park hop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> it, it, we got to do that. <laughs> there you go. It's Come a, down for, for food and wine. It's already on calendar. It's a little cooler. 
it's already on the calendar. It's marked. It's, pencil, it's penned in. It's not even penciled in. Yeah, it's penned in, typed in, whatever. So, so how? So, okay. So, wh- how long have you been in business now? So I started as a freelancer, uh-huh. which means I had a corporate job and um, I oh, did freelancing on the side. That was in total. I've been in business nine years. Nine years. Wow. Okay. Cool. So I started off slowly. Um, mostly because the economy at that time uh-huh. was making some changes, uh-huh. <laughs> so I was making changes with it, <laughs> and um, and then that was partly too is I never really thought I kind of still had that mindset too of oh, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to get a job, and right. it didn't happen. And this started becoming such a great opportunity for me mm-hmm. that that's what we continue I continued on with. Wow! So, so I literally do social media full time. Day in and day out. Day in day out. But that's your passion. You like that. You love that. I stuff. love it. Yeah. I do. I don't know why I do, but I love it. You know, I mean, but th- that's the thing. I mean, one of the things that I, when I sell your services, um, I mean, sell what it is that you do as part of our offering from uh, the digital marketing side, is that that you absolutely love what you do. I mean, that's that's your gig, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that makes it really easy for people to say, oh, that's cool. Because they actually rather work with somebody who really truly enjoys what they're doing, and people don't don't realize that that's part of their values in terms of whether or not they want to make a decision working with somebody. Says, does this person enjoy what they do? Because if they do, then that makes that will make it, you know, that much more valuable to to the, well, to the clients. Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me, Jennifer, do you love you know tell me about social media? And I came, well, there's hashtags and there's Twitter and there's Facebook. And I mean, that's not. <laughs> Yeah, you talk like that. But if I said, oh, my God, wait, you know what? There's all this stuff you can do on Facebook. Have you been on Instagram? Have you tried Snapchat? Yeah. You know, you can yeah. just hear in someone's voice. The enthusiasm. Um, what they love. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know how many times people have agreed to work with me because they simply said, yeah, your energy and your enthusiasm. Really? Said, so there you go. Wait, how about the skill set? I said, oh, yeah, well, I know you can do it. But I mean, <laughs> but but it's really and, and if you think about all the times that you made a decision on whether or not you want to work with somebody work together. I mean, now now that you're telling me how long you've been in business, I think we first started again when you were only a couple years in, huh? I was freelancing. I wasn't even. Yeah, oh. you were one of my first clients. Interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I did not. I must have had that confidence right away, huh? But yeah, oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. We did find you on Elance, huh? Elance.com. Uh, which is no was, longer, which is no longer. It's Upwork <laughs> it's now. Merged. It's yeah, it's Upwork merged. Upwork or something like that. That's cool. So, so I, you know, I've been like front front row being able to observe the evolution of your business. How cool you is have. that? You have. Nice. You have, right? And, yeah. And so where is your business now? Now that you're no longer freelancing, you've actually officially become, when did you officially become like a full-blown actual business where you stop thinking about, oh, I'm going to get a job? <laughs> Do you really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> this is your voice. Yeah. It was the day that I applied because I was so nervous about money. Uh-huh. It was the day that I applied to be a beggar at Whole Foods and they declined me. <laughs> What? They declined you as a bagger at Whole Foods? Yes. And how long ago was this? <laughs> uh, about four years ago. Four years, about four oh, years four ago. Years ago. So four I years still ago. had, yeah. Wait, you didn't yeah. tell me this. I already knew you. <laughs> you didn't tell me you applied to be a bagger at Whole Foods? Really? It was, it was, um, 
a dark moment in a dark time. No, no, well, it was, it was, and it wasn't. And I'll tell you why, because I had, even like I said, when I was freelancing, I kept applying for jobs. I kept getting no, no, literally word for word, the job description and my skills were the same and I would keep getting no. Mm. And I just felt this is a sign that I need to continue on with my business. And so just every now and then I would throw an application out there. And so the last one that was probably, and I know, and please, if someone is a beggar out there for Whole Foods, this is nothing on anything that you do. No, no. But it was I a mean, part-time, it was right. a part-time position. And I'm just, I, it was like a test. And I said, I'm just going to see what happens. Right. Because if you don't hire me as a beggar at Whole Foods, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> That's pretty much the sign <laughs> and so yeah i came back and i just God, started laughing i just started laughing must be, how do you then how do you qualify to become a bagger at whole foods it must be something very unique because i can't imagine <laughs> i can't. mean i don't know maybe we should have maybe we should maybe ask. i should apply and see what happens <laughs> you know it's like um they probably looked at what you wrote and said she's not going to be here long term. That's what I feel too, you know, more than likely. But at the same time, um, have you ever been told it you're was overqualified? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, it's all automatic now. Oh, okay. You know, am I thinking old school? That's the last time I ever applied for a job when it was like no online. It was like old school. Like you actually sent or sent in a resume or you or email them resume or something that fact there's no online you mailed them mailed them remember mailed yeah them. yeah or you called okay, them called them and right. instead of appointment you showed up and then you gave them the resume and they say please wait or, here while we look over the resume <laughs> please wait while we look over or let's just let's go back even further who out there is listening has printed their resume on a dot matrix printer i did <laughs> There you go, right? Remember those? Uh, For those that don't know what a dot matrix printer is, back in the day, they used to print... uh, The printers used to create letters on the printed documents in a dot format. So it's like dot by (laughs) dot. They would make these little tiny dots, kind of like, um, you know, that artwork that... uh, um, What is it called? What's that artwork? Pixelating. Yeah, pixelating or... Yeah, something to that effect, right? So you literally do all these dots together, and then it's really, really close, and so it actually creates where it's a dot matrix printer was usually, it literally meant using dots to print things. Yeah, it's not the next Matrix movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. It's the Matrix of dots. This is (laughs) the blue dot or the red dot. You know, which two? There we go. But, um, but yeah, but yeah. Oh, that's such a cool story. You've got to tell that again because so you got so you said no, and at that point you said, you know what, <laughs> that's it. I this is gonna be my business. So if I, I can't even get a job as a bagger, not to say there's anything right, not to say there's anything wrong with baggers because right, you know, I I cannot I cannot tell you how many times I'm frustrated with some of these grocery stores that don't have a bagger helping out the cashier. <laughs> and the cashier, See, I could have been. I could have been the you best bagger been. out there. Yeah, the best bagger uh, out there and just be like, you know, just jumping from one cashier to another and making sure these cashiers are supportive because I think cashier, those who are cashiers out there really appreciate really good baggers because they're on it and then they can just kind of keep people, keep the line moving. Otherwise, they check everybody out. And then they have to stop the flow so they can bag the stuff for the customer. Right. Whereas if there's a good bagger there, then, I mean, people, I don't understand why more grocery stores don't do that now. 
still, I mean, they, they, they leave it up to the cashier and I look at the efficiency level and it just drops precipitously. I mean, it's huge. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm all about like this, you know, okay, cool systems. Hey, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so four years ago and then you said, okay, and that's when you, you put your stake in the ground. That's when you made the commitment. What happened to your money then when you decided this is going to be my business? Actually, that's when I started getting more serious about my procedures uh-huh. and it was just a mindset. Uh-huh. That it is not that my money story changes. <laughs> I am not going to have a corporate job ever. I mean, that was kind of that was mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a paycheck from somebody else ever. Right. And um, that just twist that just turned it. And um, I mean, it was already there. It was already growing. And like uh-huh. I said, it was I was frustrated one day and that was my sign. Right. And uh Yeah. And so when you handled your money story after the money story piece came out. And the money story even came after that. Yeah. The money story uh, that I just spoke about with, you know, the tornadoes and everything else that that came after. And what happened to your money after that, after that one, that little jump. So these little leaps and people don't realize that what what we're talking about here is in entrepreneurship, the journey, there's little, little leaps and bounds that happen with every circumstance. You know, there's a situation that shows us and boom, here's a leap. Boom, here's a leap. Boom, here's a leap. Yeah, I would say it was very focused. It it was very focused after that. And Mm -hmm. um, then you just consider this is my, you just take ownership more. And I think that's really what it was. It took ownership and Uh this is what it's going to be. And this is how I'm, you know, I'm going to create this. And maybe I'm going to create three more jobs or three more um, businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, it just becomes an open door. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about that. Now, you know, I don't know. Did you catch my live video that I did right after the Ghibli Museum, the Studio Ghibli Museum? I did not. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. I mean, I can't expect everybody to watch all my stuff all the time. I mean, God, I mean I'm not. What, what kind of narcissistic fool is that? We <laughs> should we should have Way TV. Way TV. <laughs> Way TV. Maybe. So, so I, I had just gone to the Ghibli Museum in, in Tokyo, Japan. Um, which requires you to put a reservation in for a ticket a 30 days in advance and exactly 30 days. And so the timing had to be really good to make sure I was able to do it while I was there in Japan. After I went through the whole place, I saw how committed they were to their craft and what made Ghibli Museum so one of the top, if not the best animation studios in Japan. I mean, to have a whole museum, you know, just like that's thriving and and constantly packed with people, I would Mm -hmm. say they're doing all right. But I I walked into a section of the museum, which was a special limited edition, um, uh, what do you call that Uh, in a museum? It's a limited, limited. uh, um, An exhibit? Exhibit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, limited, limited time exhibit showing just how Ghibli Studio how good they are at depicting people eating. <laughs> Just eating. So they showed all these different little cells shots, right? These little um, uh, um, stills of different, of all the different movies, the different animations they've created and, and showing them people, different characters eating different things and making it look so good. And they didn't, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like when people say, you know, one of the best you know, traits of draws if you can draw a hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and can you draw a human hand and draw it accurately and precisely? And it's kind of like the same concept here. But the level of dedication, commitment to be that good on one simple thing, just eating, right? 
Talk about niche, right? Gives them te- gives testament to exactly that's a I, I niche in animations on eating, right? But I mean that's <laughs> I mean that's part of the whole big picture of what they do. But they showed you know different the studio work and all the different drafts and how they and you just see that they even, like I said they even had the boombox that they were listening to in the studio while they were working there. Wow, all the different pencils and the type of you know tools that they use and everything, and it was fascinating because you got to see that these people were committed. They were really committed to their craft in an artisan way, but in a way that gave them the success that they have today. Mm-hmm. You know, which, so so people wonder, you know, it's, it's it, there's a little, yeah, there's a little bit of luck, but that luck is created by that commitment. Right? I would agree with that. Right, because, I mean, kind of sounds like where your story is going. I mean, it has, has been going, is that every time you made a deeper level of commitment, to either changing your personal story, your money story, or making a commitment to the business, you've noticed a leap in 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 success as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Definitely, right? Definitely, and we're always and we're always looking at things and always changing, not just yeah. you know for our processes, but also our clients too, because right. especially in my business, everything changes. So oh God, yeah, continually. It literally is a full time job keeping up with the Joneses when it comes to social media, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, see what's going on with it. What does Facebook do now? You know what did, you know what right. did, what's what's going on with Twitter? I mean, blah blah blah. Is Periscope still good on Twitter? You know what? Haven't even gone into that. Wow. Well, did you hear Vine? I mean, and this is why we talk about with social media, um, and I know Vine you ended, do as right? well. Vine's done, right? Yeah. But how many people were making money on Vine? How many people had their business on that? And that's why, uh, and it just went away, right? All these people. Yeah. Think about it. And that's why you don't, you know, you have to remember all social sites are rented. You need to have your own website. You need to have your own, um, you know, your own real estate, digital real estate that you own. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, yeah. So we really kind of focus on using that, those as a nut right. to, you know, funnel back down to your, your right. website. But um, there's always going to be something out there. There's always going to be something. Yeah. Remember Blab? We we I was in yeah, love with Blab. Yeah, you're trying to get me on Blab, and I before I could get on it, Blab blabbed <laughs> you out. Went away too, blabbed out. <laughs> blabbed out. I was like, oh, I was just going to go on it too. Good thing we're going to try it, right? Well, because they had a really great service where you could um, record, mm-hmm. and it just syndicated very well. And so actually, it wasn't really the platform; it was just that syndication that was really cool. So I don't know what happened with that, but it's gone. Yeah, it'd be interesting <laughs> so. to kind of just kind of see everything that comes and goes, and why things went, and why things didn't make it. Because I think I it's there's no shortage of good ideas out there, and I don't think mm-hmm. things things will never I I will never believe that things didn't succeed because the idea sucked right you know because if someone can make millions off selling a rock in the united states then you know there's no there's no idea that won't make money it's just a matter of i think a lot of what we talked about you know money story commitment you know those types of things things that people don't realize is like oh i just don't know how to run a business which is bullcrap okay mm-hmm. because you can google for a whole day and then it'll, you'll probably find all the information you need to run a really successful business Right. So there's got to be something else. And this is what this is, you know, why I, I focus on this now, because I used to think just like that. I mean, oh, I don't have the right business strategies. I don't know how to be a business person. I don't know how to run a business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. So as a result of this, are now as an entrepreneur, from what I understand, you're now making more money than you ever made in your life in any oh, other yeah, job. Even more than my corporate job. Yeah. <laughs> how cool is that? 
<laughs> right? From from going for you know to have a nice safe corporate job and you know, paycheck to paycheck, right? To unlimited, really, to, you know, yeah, unlimited possibilities. So, if right. for all intents and purposes, I mean, we basically say to some level, you've made it. <laughs> You made it with more to come. Well, there's more to come, right? There's yeah. bigger goals out there and Yeah, and we have to things. honor the it's fact more businesses. That, yeah, and we have to honor the fact that you've actually made it work. Yeah. I mean I, I and I will tell you I was sitting in a networking event here in Orlando uh-huh. and uh a gentleman said don't ever get into social media because he was a web developer. Don't ever get into social media. I went bankrupt because I was doing social media for clients. And <laughs> he looked right uh. at me. <laughs> So never listen really to. I says, "What are you, my mom?" <laughs> no, I'm like, I don't even know. You what need to, to say send to him. That. You need to send him our way over to the Six Figure Academy. He says, "Really?" I I, I, I don't know. God, did you say, did, you didn't respond to that. You should have said something. To no, him. I was brand new. I was brand new to the to the group, and I thought, "Wow." You should have stood up and said in your thirty second or whatever case may be. It says, "Hi." Um, I run a really successful social media business. <laughs> right, I've been around right for them. yeah, I've been around for about <laughs> nine years, and um, going on ten. And my business has grown year <laughs> after year after year, and right. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I don't well, know. In, <laughs> you know, even as a freelancer, I have never had a loss on my business. So to be able to say that is, is still good, in my opinion. There you go. What What are statistics for new businesses? Two years failing. Two years? Two years? I thought it was five. Two years. Yeah, no, within two years. You know, you make it past two years, that's a big crowning moment. That's like, you know, the you know, like the Asian culture they say if your kid makes it past a hundred days, that's celebration time. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. I mean this is Wow. Yeah, two years. That's harsh. <laughs> yeah, two years. Two years. I thought it was five. Well, all right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about your business. So what specifically does eGen Solutions do? Because I remember, yeah, I remember there was a time where you were debating whether or not to you know, keep it, to let it go, to do this, to sell that, or whatever the case may be. That was a long time ago, but yeah. So talk about what it is that you do specifically. What it is that I do? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that is uh, is hard for entrepreneurs to a let go of things right Mm -hmm. and to trust someone and also we all want to do it all ourselves and so i think with social media a lot of entrepreneurs feel like well i know how to post on facebook i know how to do this i'm just gonna go ahead and do it you know (laughs) but that kind of comes down to this is something that you can outsource out easily and And you're actually better off doing that right you're better know. off because we do keep up with the trends and uh-huh. every single time that we go and we do an audit, I can tell everybody's doing something wrong, right? right. Or not serving their best interest in Because they hired traffic. a millennial that said, oh, I know how to do Facebook. I said, great, <laughs> they're millennial. They should know how to do it. Yeah. Right. And the biggest thing, and I want to tell you right now, the biggest thing that we see is hashtag misuse. It's huge. It's I love huge misusing my hashtags. I love abusing my hashtags. I'm just a big fan of it. Hashtag just saying. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> right? just saying. Yeah, or like hashtag don't judge me because, you know, I like cute things type of thing. Yeah. That's, that's my la- That was my latest but hashtag. That was your last long one, way. I know. I like long ones because I like to put full paragraphs on my hashtag. <laughs> so it forces people to say, wait, it brings attention to otherwise something they won't read. and then, Or decipher it because it all has, there's no space, right? So it forces them... <laughs> And how many people do you think did that? 
oh, I don't know. So many people do that just because they think they're being <laughs> cute or whatever the case may be. So I, I, I put actually, when I do my Instagram, I actually do, I mean, you see my stuff. I, I do uh-huh. real hashtags and then I do like just ridiculous hashtags. Yeah, fun ones are fun, right? Yeah. And yeah. especially in your personal, I always do too. Yeah. Um, but how many, so let me, I'm going to, I'm going to quiz you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how many hashtags do you think are good to use? Like the number of hashtags for Facebook? One. Oh, you're good. You've been listening. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listened. I listen. I, I honor people's expertise. You know, I'm not so caught up. I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. And so, yeah, that's so I listen. <laughs> All right. We're going to do one more. Okay. okay. Um, YouTube. How many hashtags do you think go on YouTube? Oh, oh what? Five? Hashtags, huh? Five. We haven't talked about this. I don't know. 15. That's what I'm guessing. 15? 15. So it's it's almost like Instagram? It's like almost 20, like Instagram. Like... And did you know you can put it in the title? Oh, it's a whole new level right there. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have to go to my entire <laughs> I'm going to have to go to all yours now. <laughs> yeah, you have to do it all now. <laughs> I didn't know they were doing Is this a new thing for YouTube? Um, it's been around, but it's not something that's obviously very popular, which is why I kind of threw it out there because not a lot of people realize that. And so it becomes now, all right, we, we know we can use hashtags, but what are the, the best ones to use? How yeah, do we so use let's, that let's, the right way? Let's educate the audience then. <clears throat> okay. Cause hashtag has become over the years. I remember when hashtags first came out for Twitter and stuff like that. People were like, what the heck? Right. You know? It still and is what the heck. <laughs> it still is what the heck because nobody ever got out of the what the heck phase. Right. 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 So so but there's obviously benefit to it. Right. There is. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Let's give a little bit more value of today's call because it was always really super valuable already with your story and everything. But let's talk about because of the business that you do, what the heck are hashtags good for? Well, hashtags are what puts you into different conversations, right? So there's all those fun ones which are in now, my how does opinion, it put you kind in of useless, right? Kind of useless because right. they're fun. But let's say um, we're talking today about social media and uh-huh. money. So uh-huh. if you go on both of our sites, you will see that we have introduced this podcast with the hashtag social media because we're talking about social media mm-hmm. and money because we're also talking about money. Okay. So now that puts us into conversations of people who are interested in social media and money. And so this becomes a, a but targeted how do then conversation. Find it then? I mean, because everyone can click the the hashtag social media. And if you click that hashtag, because they're all highlighted, right? And pretty much all Mm -hmm. uh, platforms, you can see every conversation of people who are talking about social media. It's a great connection. It's a great networking tool too. So if I want to, let's say I want to know more about wine, I'll select wine and I'll Mm -hmm. see all the conversations about wine. Now that's assuming that people know to do that. Not Yeah, this is assuming that. Thank right. you, way. <laughs> right. So, so, so that's today. Because I don't click use on that. a hashtag and see what happens. I know. I don't do that. So why would somebody okay, so so what would be the benefit then of someone to adopt this behavior of of clicking on a hashtag? It puts your post depending on the platform. Mm-hmm. Are you there? Okay. It puts the post depending on the platform mm-hmm. in a more organic reach, more exposure into the right targeted marketed groups well i mean no, i'm talking about groups. the user though why would they click on a hashtag what would be the what would be their motivation to click on a hashtag versus just typing in something i mean does that also show up on search i mean does that help with search as well when you type in like social yep. media so let's go back to youtube if you put a hashtag in the title it mm-hmm. will take you to all other videos let's say we put entrepreneur in the hashtag or the mm-hmm. hashtag entrepreneur in the title mm-hmm. you click 
the hashtag entrepreneur, it will now take you to all other videos that are entrepreneur. If you're on that path of searching, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to see those things. Um, if you just want to immerse yourself in, let's say, red wine mm-hmm. or Cabernet Sauvignon or mm-hmm. you know whatever, click those hashtags and you will learn and see everything mm-hmm. there is to know about that. So even if, <clears throat> so even if they don't actually literally click on a hashtag and they just search the term that has been hashtagged, mm-hmm. yes, they can do that too. Then it, the hashtag will help help that search. You'll find people that are talking in that discussion. Got yes. it. So people, so people don't realize they are utilizing hashtags just because they're not clicking on it. The, the fact that they're typing in search terms, that's actually utilizing what other people have used as hashtag as keywords. Does that make sense? <laughs> Does my silence. <laughs> so basically, Can you say that again? <laughs> well, well, here's the thing is that I, don't, I, I personally don't systematically click on hashtags when I'm looking at things. I like to use the search bar for whether it be Facebook or YouTube or google right right but you're, so, let you're, me, so i'm gonna put it back on you when you put in let's say you put in a, a word does it show hashtags in your search too mm, i don't know i don't i, I would I, say it does okay Usually so it does so it probably depends doesn't on the I'm platform not pay, yeah and I, I probably doesn't i'm not paying attention yeah <laughs> but i know like so i know even in our our communication tools here on slack i will type in a search term and it'll highlight it and some mm-hmm. of the things that are highlighted are um the hashtag groups and stuff like that but um, but th- this is fascinating, and I'm sure. I mean, this this whole hashtag thing could be a whole another episode. So obviously, there's value in it, and there's obviously be value for entrepreneurs to to embrace this piece if they're well, they should be anyway. But if they are using social media, they need to be using hashtags. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. So I would I would say a challenge to everybody out there in YouTube way mm-hmm. is type in a hashtag on Instagram or use one of the ones that you've used mm-hmm. and take a look at all the people that are in conversations around that hashtag. Right. I mean, I know, I know when I do Instagram, I start creating hashtags. I always choose the one that has the most conversations around. Yeah, because it'll show you, right. which is good. But sometimes it's good to pick one that doesn't have a lot of conversations. Oh, I have those two. Stand out. Yeah. <laughs> which is the like fun ones. Ten. I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to put that hashtag in anyway. And, and in, in Instagram, you can put up to 20, right? Up to 20 hashtags. You can do up to 30 on Instagram, oh but goodness. best practice is 15. 15? Yeah. Once oh. you go past that, you you don't get as much engagement. And if you go past 15 on YouTube, I mean, you can put more in, um, but YouTube will ignore you. Ignore that video. You so do you not want to be ignored by YouTube. Don't want to be ignored. So don't don't go over that. 15 well, we have a lot of videos. Limit. So you have a lot. You have a, you have a lot of work ahead of you. A lot of hashtagging to help to help our uh, help our video <laughs> awareness. I think that might be, I would I would be interested to see the statistics after that that's been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we'll could see. put two up and same thing and see what happens. Mm. Ooh. Split test. Ooh. A-B- yeah, there you go. A B test. You know, Chris <laughs> would love you for that. I'm a marketing guy. So, <laughs> so okay, cool. Well, get guess what? We're actually approaching to the top of the hour. There's obviously more that we can talk about. So, as uh, you know, what I would like to do at your next big leap in your business would love to mm-hmm. have you back on the show. And by that time, we should have a different name, which I'm still alluding to, but haven't even shared yet with the public. But um, but yeah, would you mind? Would you want to come back? I would love to. It'd be fun. I know this is fun. It I was fun, le- and it's I got to learn stuff that I didn't you. know about you, bagger girl. <laughs> 
Well, maybe the next time it'll be I applied for a, a new business <laughs> or something, right? right? It'll be something bigger. And you got accepted. Yay. <laughs> right. So so I hear you have something to offer um, our, our group here, our audience here for uh, listening to the show. Right. So you're, I'm hoping that you're going to put the link in the chat box there yep. to my landing page. And mm-hmm. it gives all kinds of juicy, fun stuff. Um, the hashtag cheat sheet uh, that we were just kind of talking about. That's oh, free download hashtag. for you. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag cheat, sheet. cheat sheet. So what, what 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 will they get with that hashtag cheat sheet? It's just best practices for each platform and what we just talked about, like the 15 hashtags for YouTube uh-huh. and it has Twitter, Google, all that stuff. So that's all on there for you and uh, just something to have around as a reference sheet. And then also, if you do want to try outsourcing your social media, we have our entry-level package that um, we offer for $197 a month, but because you're listening to the show and they have to mention the show though well they have to mention the show um you'll get that for 99 dollars a month and no set of fees so it's just a three-month commitment which is about how long it takes we'll get you up and running on all sites facebook twitter linkedin and uh google plus for basically 50 percent off yeah yeah it's a good deal it's a good deal it's like what three dollars a day so if you can't (laughs) you can't take three dollars out of your business that's super good deal (laughs) That's a good deal. And uh, yeah, and no setup fees. We'll waive the setup fees as and, well. And how do they reach you for that? So I actually, in that landing page, put my cell phone number. Oh. That is how super secret it is, right? Oh, okay. So so I just put that. Um, it says egensolutions.com forward slash. Hey, thanks for listening to my, my yeah. they just need to click now interview. Yep. They just click on that and they can have access to your cell phone. Right. To call to to reach out to you directly, so right? Can, okay, and you got to mention the show. <laughs> They've got to mention the Stop show. Stop money anxiety now. Just call S Man. <laughs> we also have a contact info if you would rather contact us. There's a pop up there too. But nice. uh, yeah, no, give me a call. I I want to hear from everybody, so I'm excited. Awesome. So if tell you me have, about the hashtags. <laughs> I know. So if you, this is so very generous of you. So if you want, if you all want to. Um, uh, connect with Jennifer. Go just go to that link that I just posted on the comments area, which is egensolutions.com forward slash hey dash thanks for thanks dash for dash listening dash two dash my dash s m a n dash interview. <laughs> let's do this. Let's let's just uh, I will have another link that uh, egensolutions.com backslash s man show s m a n s h o w. Oh, it's good. all one word. Yeah. Or, let's see, let's do HTTP, uh, egensolutions.com forward slash S-Man show. Either way. I have to change that, but we'll change that. Okay, cool. But no, I mean, I mean, well, I kind of like this because it forces them to actually go into the comments and engage instead of just That's saying, what I was oh. hoping for. Yeah, so but. I think that's totally right. But I mean, I just put up both links. So just click on either link. And you'll get there because this is a really cool thing. I mean, there's a reason why I stay connected and continue to work with Jennifer for so many years. And to see her grow, I said, hey, you know what? You should be on our show because you've got a great story to tell. And thank you so much for for coming on the show and sharing that with everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Super, super valuable for anybody who's thinking about, you know, whether or not to apply for a job at Whole Foods (laughs) or to continue with their business. There is a way to do it. And like we we say all the time, I mean, you you don't have... any idea that you have will make you money. You just have to have the right level of commitment. You got to get your money story handled. 
you know, and then I believe you, that 100%. Right. And then to have a multi, you know, a six figure business plus, you know, doing social media when other people are still saying that it's going to bankrupt you. He needs to get his money store handled. He should send him, right. a, send him our way to get that. Get I'll that invite him over. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> get him on the show. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll get, we'll get him on the show and we'll put him on blast. Bombard him. How dare you try to support somebody else's belief that may be similar to yours by you saying that just because it didn't work for you, we're going to work for anybody else. That's right. Tell that to all the successful social media um, people out there, including <laughs> eGen Solutions, right? Thank you. Yes. So awesome, awesome. So again, go to uh, the go to the link that's in the comments. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on the show. Uh, I'm so excited to um, see what happens next for you and have you back when that next piece happens. Um, any last thing? Any last nugget that you like to give uh, to entrepreneurs who maybe either where you were. Or thinking about, you know, stopping the entrepreneurship. I mean, what's what's one thing that one piece of advice that you can give them? Don't listen to the negativity. If you really feel that you want to have your business and that that deep passion, mm-hmm. go for it. And right. I'm sure people have said that all the time, but there is such a reality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, just continue on. Just keep moving forward. Right. Right. Awesome. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your Thank patience. Thank you. <laughs> talk to you later <laughs> okay and that's pretty <laughs> much it so yes that's another week of the stop money anxiety now show join us next week for another episode and uh I th- i'm sure jennifer will share through social media what we're going to be talking about then <laughs> all right <laughs> all right thanks everybody have a great week and we'll talk to you next peace <laughs>